got these unspoken words, I'm trying to get out my head. Plug in the mic and leave nothing unsaid. Now sit back, relax, and listen to some real talk. Now sit back, relax, and listen to some real talk. You are now Unspoken words. Episode 145. The new beginning, positive change, and the necessary work required to build a solid foundation for your future episode. We'll take care of that. Man, that la- those last three words, bro. Chase you like thunder, diaphragm. Some of the matter, matter. Some of the matter, matter. No bone thugs on Gonna miss everybody, yo. Living in a hateful world. Yeah. Unspoken words episode one forty five is in the mother fathering house. We are here. We are live. It's nice and cool. It's brisk. Uh, I wish it was fall. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, Let's not get carried away. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) let's not get carried away. We're not. We're still summertime. (laughs) Yes, we are. And over here to my left, all the way from L Jesus, number 83 in the place to be. And he ain't even trying to preach the pod. Gotti Randy B. Say shoulder. Ah, shoulder. And over here to my right, all the way from Bob Wood, and I know, I know, I know. He is your ace shooter, JC McGavin, of your favorite Indian, JCB. Say shoulder. Shoda. And you know me. Mo hugs, not drugs, all the way from up the road in Arrow Creek. Ah-ha-hey. Ah-ha-hey. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. Clap for me. You're welcome. You're welcome for welcome. Ah-ho. <laughs> You're welcome for those claps. <laughs> <laughs> I welcome you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, snap. So we're here. It's the triad. We're back together. We're going to be talking about some um, eighth tradition of well-briety, but we're going to get into that a little bit later. The eighth uh, wonder of the world. I got some trivia for you guys, but before we jump into that, I wanted to ask you guys, what have you guys been listening to lately as past week, past days, past month? What's been on your playlist? You know, every morning when I go, I keep listening to that that Dreezes or Dreezes, however he says it. Uh-huh. Shanazes. 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 <laughs> that uh, Get Up. You guys never heard that one yet? Is it new? Oh, I don't think it's new, but I new to me, so yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know, man. It, that That's that Canadian dude. Canadian native. Traces, traces, however, Jesus, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it hip hop y? Yeah, oh, it's, he's, he raps. He's, he's a rapper. Good oh, he's a rapper? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Hip hop head. It's good. Um, but yeah, like I've been stuck on that one. And then, uh, oh, that one that you you said was on Bad Guys. Oh, yeah, that. That stop, drop, and roll. So, so I play those on the way to work. And then by the time I get there, man, I'm ready to stop, drop, and roll. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That, uh, that, uh, have you watched Bad Guys, the cartoon? Uh-uh. It's on Netflix, I think it is. 
But on that first scene, he's driving his uh, his Corvette, and they blast that that song. It's pretty cool. Um, I forget what what's what's the name of the group. Is it Stop, Drop, and Roll? Uh, no, it's um, that's the name of the song. Yeah, but it's cool. It's like uh, there's a bunch of horns in the beginning. Yeah. But that one day comes I, in. I heard him listening yeah. to it. And I was like, what is that? The beat comes in, and then the guy starts rapping. Boom. It's cool, man. Heck yeah. I can't believe you watch that. You haven't watched Bad Guys. Huh? I haven't. Yeah, I watch Bad Guys. I'm going to go home and watch it tonight. Yeah, it's cool, yeah, man. It's yeah, funny yeah. as hell. Can't Stop, Won't Stop. Yeah, Can't Stop, Won't okay. Stop. Okay. That's a really good jam. <clears throat> What about you, Randy B? What's in what you've been listening to? What you've been bumping to? Um, I actually just started listening to this album called "Cover the Earth" live in New York by Naomi Rain. That one's just kind of like a um, kind of give me right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like my worship and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as far as like tracks, I'm looking at my stuff right now. I've been listening to a couple. Yeah, that's just my playlist right there. A lot of old uh, Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's usually how I roll. Killer too. Mark, Killer oh, Mike, all the stuff mm. that's already on there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, but yeah, there's only like I never really got into Jay Z, even though I mean he's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was kind of more. I was I don't know, like uh, Wu Tang. Yeah, Wu Tang, DMX. Dog, that's how the whole prior crew was. <laughs> <laughs> like, I ain't never Bone heard. Thugs in Harmony. Yeah, Bone and Wu Tang. <laughs> I mean, no, but I know, but. Yeah. I must be the outlier. <laughs> I mean, I, I like. And them, then you have JC. <laughs> yeah. What did you guys say? A hater of the what? The hater of the year? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, I wasn't talking about that. But like you, your your musical. Oh, this is everywhere. Bro, I wrote with this guy. Yeah, and he had like yeah. Oh shoots! But yeah, he, his music was fan. all over. Yeah. But that's that's how I, I mean I don't know like to me and then like I don't like people that say oh man that song is old well you didn't like it in the first place then yeah true true that yeah. true that because like you know like if there's a song that was good in the sixties it's got to be good right now right man. yeah so that's the way I I, I think of it but yeah. music's mm-hmm. timeless yeah true that true that I think I it, think like one of the big genres I guess or like Bob Marley's music I think is timeless yeah because like if it came out today man it'd be banging. Yep. Yeah. What's the, what's the kid say? The song slaps. Slaps. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> you know what else slaps? <laughs> Let me tag you. <laughs> Take you a seat. What, you, know, you know what that used to mean back in my day? <laughs> Don't you have a seat? Grab some popcorn. <laughs> yeah, no, but I've just kind of been listening to a lot. It, it really depends on my mood. I'm more of a hip-hop guy, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I told you I was kind of. I've been listening to more like the Christian hip hop. Like yeah. I'll, I'll turn that on on my Spotify, like that playlist, and then I was like, "Dang man, sounds good." Bangers on there, huh? Yeah, I was just yeah. kind of like, "Yeah, yeah." Because oh. I mean, I grew up, and that's the only kind of hip hop I was allowed to listen to. Okay, was like Christian hip hop. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I remember one time I had my my CD case number like the the little uh, CD holders. Yeah. And um, I had a that's when um, double disc yeah. albums were yeah, hot. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Everybody was coming out with double disc album, and I had a lot of those in there. And I I left it out on my desk in my room. Um, or there's like a table there. I used that as my desk where I did my homework and drew and stuff. And my mom got it because I always kept it in a, like underneath my bed. Yeah, <clears throat> hit it, 
Anyway, she found it, and then she's like, you need to get rid of these. And she said, I noticed that there's, like, a lot of doubles in here. So I'm guessing that's probably your friends. And she looked at me, and I was like, yeah. And she's like, well, you give those ones back, and then I want you to throw the rest away. And I said, okay. And she handed it back to me. And I, she, so the fact that at the time, all those double disc albums were so hot, and I had a yeah. lot of them, that saved my CD collection. Nice. So then I just uh, told her I threw it away, but I kept all of them. <laughs> oh, man. I said, yeah, that, I don't know. I was like, man, I ain't going to throw away this No Limit Soldiers. <laughs> this is No Limit Soldiers, boy. <laughs> the 504, boys. <laughs> 504. <laughs> Hootie hoo. Yeah, I know, man. You do that, dude. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Those are back when I was a No Limit Soldier. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Um. And I think it was my sophomore year. I forgot it was picture day. Yeah. And I had I bought a couple of those shirts, the No Limit Soldier shirts from Crow Fair. <laughs> <laughs> and I wore that to school. And that's my sophomore year pictures. Nice. No Limit Soldier with a tank, <laughs> a tank on my shirt. <laughs> Camouflage. Because I forgot it was picture day. Nice. <laughs> Damn, that's, that's going back. That's a throwback right there. I know I'm all cheesed out too. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find that picture. Oh, um, down memory lane. Heck yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, I used to hate it when people said that. They'd said it all the time. I know. I I thought that was cool. I thought it was funny to do that. Uh, but I thought the song was stupid as hell, man. Yeah. <laughs> Make them say, uh, and then the other song. Yeah, see, and I, I could see that, too. Like, you think it's funny, but a lot of people thought they were being cool. And I'm like, yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're not cool. I'm <laughs> saying, uh, man. The song that cracked me up the most, though, from, like, out of the No Limit camp was, uh, about it, about it. We're about it, about oh, it. Oh, yeah. You know JCB. He's about it. Yeah. <laughs> that, too. That's kind of Like, named everybody in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're on the song. I can't remember which part of it is, but he just, like, out of the blue, he goes, Formaldehyde. I remember even my mom back in the day, she, she said that. I'm about it. <laughs> okay, okay, Miss Bell. Shout out to Miss Bell. She's bad okay, about, it. about it. She bad about it. <laughs> cool then. <laughs> Crazy Debbie out damn bobble bad about it. <laughs> you know her giant pretzels are bad about it. <laughs> oh, they bad about it. <laughs> Fireworks bad about it. <laughs> the way she heat the cheese up in the microwave, she bad about it. She bad about it. <laughs> She go about it, about it. Shall <laughs> <laughs> you a quarter pop for a dollar fifty with E? She bought it, bought it, bought it, bought it. <laughs> Her candy prices are bought it, bought it. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. So for me, I've been listening to a lot of um, like old school, like nineties and early two thousands, like R and B. Dog, yeah, yeah, man. I just like man, I just been jamming some Mariah Carey, yeah, some Lauren Hill, that thing, that thing, yeah. Um, been jamming those Mariah Carey, some Mary J. Oh. I just been because I've been chauffeuring my kids around, so like after I drop them off and then going back home, I just turn on the R and B. It's like cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh. 
Nice, nice. Yeah. I can get, I can, I can get jiggy with it. One of my most favorite Mary J songs is "Real Love." <laughs> you like that one, huh? I'm talking about the real love. Yeah, that's my jam, man. Huh? Mary J was fire, man. It's fire, actually. Yeah, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna put it in my will that they jam "Real Love" at my funeral. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a little ahead of ourselves, but I'll keep that in mind. I'm not future tripping. I'm just planning. I'm future planning. Future planning. Plan my future. All right, cool. Let's get into this trivia. Yes, kind of sir. Going off course there. All right, here it is. <clears throat> Random trivia questions and answers that will stump anyone who isn't a genius. Hmm. Hmm. I know JC's going to know this one. Who is the first woman to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean? Amelia Earhart. Yep. Correct. Amundo. How many times did Ross Geller marry and divorce on Friends? Twice. Eh. Three. Yep. Three. Ding. Ding. Oh, shoot. You want some ding dings? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Oh, That's my God. goodness. There goes my eardrums. Sorry. Uh, which green is usually found in a Caesar salad? Which green? Yep. Uh, Iceberg. Oh, uh, uh, lettuce. Lettuce. <laughs> it's definitely a lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, uh, spinach. Uh, no, it's the sweet green, right? Romaine lettuce. Oh, romaine. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, so what's the other? Oh, iceberg and romaine, huh? <laughs> yeah, lettuce. <laughs> lettuce spray. Ray. You didn't let me finish. Lettuce spray. Knock, oh. knock. <laughs> Ray Charles was famous for playing what instrument? Piano. You are correct. Saxophone. <laughs> He's on the horns, baby. He's on the horns. <laughs> Which country in Tasmania a part of? Africa. New Zealand. Australia. Australia. Okay. All right. And I knew it was one of those two. There's nothing else down there. Yeah. Let them eat cake is a famous misquote attributed to who? Uh, Have you Sandra Graham Bale? No, Uh. Queen. um, It's not Elizabeth. It's Queen... uh, Queen Mary of Scots or some shit. Damn it. Marie Antoinette. Antoinette. I knew it was Mary something. Yeah. I was close. Who is she? She was a a French queen. The French Revolution. Queen B. Yeah, so it's like she was having a party and there's like a lot of cake and then the French Revolution started. So then like she's misquoted as saying, let them have the cake. And she left. Like oh. she don't care about people. Yeah. Damn, Antoinette. Mm. What Antoinette. biological order do frogs belong to? Uh, amphibians. The order of amphibians. Ha! How many is that now? I don't know. How many questions? Uh, how many did he get? Oh. Like two. Okay. Yeah. What? Oh, pickles Cause start cause out as which vegetable? Jalapenos. <laughs> <laughs> Lettuce. <laughs> Lettuce fray. Cuc- yeah. Romaine. <laughs> Romaine cucumbers. <laughs> that is correct. Native to the country of Romania. Mm, Romanian cucumbers. Mm. 
If you tip 20% on a $15 bill, how much would you tip? Three how much bucks. would your tip be? Yep. Well, how much? $3. $3. What month was Julius Caesar stabbed in? What month? May. <laughs> February. Every month. <laughs> this is a family show. <laughs> Only once a month. Huh? <laughs> Only once a month. Every month, multiple times. <laughs> Depends. Is he married or not? <laughs> not if he was getting stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> I said May. <laughs> you said May. <laughs> oh, shit. It's in the summertime. Is that close? <laughs> oh shit! Then I don't know. Uh, March. Oh, okay. Well, March. April. <laughs> he was stabbed in March. <laughs> <laughs> so it must have been an annual thing. <laughs> Once a year <laughs> on his birthday, <laughs> whatever was like, just like the whole month of March, like there's a marathon, <laughs> a marathon stabbing. <laughs> <laughs> the next question. All right, moving right along. <laughs> Banksy, what? Banksy, Banksy, Banksy. Is the artist known for working with which medium? Spray paint. Yep. Graffiti. Graffiti. Close enough. We'll take that. Thanks. What does IPA stand for? Um, let's see. Well, it depends on what you're referring to. Yeah. Oh, they serve IPAs over at the oh, uh, Hooligans. India Pale Ale. Yeah. Wow, what do. does that mean anyway? I don't know. It's from India and what, it's pale. What's a pale ale? It's just a light colored beer. beer. Okay. Yeah. IPA. So that's all IPAs are? So when they're saying so. like an IPA is just light colored beer? Essentially, yeah. yeah. Okay. Who painted the Mona Lisa? Da Vinci. Yeah. Leonardo. Same guy. The LDV. blue one. No, that's his cousin. The L- blue one. LDV. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mona Lisa's a guy. Yeah. Wait, his basically, name was Ramon. <laughs> no, the. Um, Conspiracy theory is that Leonardo da Vinci painted himself as a woman. Oh, really? Yeah. That's why she's so... No, I'm just kidding. That's why she's so fine, baby. <laughs> That's why I'm strangely attracted to that painting. <laughs> if you look closely, she has an Adam's <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> How many time zones are there in Russia? Eight. Uh, Damn it. Five. Uh, they got different time zones than the rest of the world? What? United States have a bunch there's, of time zones. There should oh, yeah, be 24 time zones. So Russia oh. has 11. 11? 11. What did I say the first time? Eight? Eight. Uh, How the hell do they have so many times? Like, dog, is Russia huge? huge? It's, it's stretched out. Well, let them go in there. Yeah, you better get some new ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why there's so many time zones. <laughs> Which... Country drinks the most beer per capita. Ireland. No, um, 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 Australia. Amsterdam. Germany. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you guys will get this one. The Czech Republic. Oh, that was my next guess. Raging alcoholics. Ragers over there. 
That's per capita. Okay, all right. Checks. What are the Great Lakes? Lakes. There is. Oh, what are they? Five of them. Want me to name them? Yes. Lake Superior. There is Huron, Ontario, Michigan, Erie, and Superior. What? And you named them all in order. Thank you. Say that again. Huron, Ontario, Michigan, Erie, and Superior. What? And those are the Great Lakes? Man, we need to host like a trivia night. Somebody to come challenge this guy. I know, man. You want to know how I know that? How? Because they spell homes. Ah. Huron, Ontario, Michigan. Erie. Erie. And Superior. Superior. I've been to Lake Superior. You guys been there? Nope. I haven't. Oh, wait. Uh, to Lake Elmo. Over there. Which one <laughs> touches uh, Chicago? Michigan, right? Is that Lake Michigan? No, it's Lake Erie. Lake Erie touches Chicago? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Okay, yeah, I've been there. Does Chicago have like a big body of water around them too, huh? Oh, wait, no, it wasn't Chicago. It was like uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee was right on the lake. Wow. Oh, that one. I don't know which one that one is. Yeah. But there's like a thousand They're right on the. Yeah, they're right on the lake because that road that goes by the lake, it like swerves, like it's all curvy. And it's like downtown. Wow, like the reason why I was asking because every time I see like a picture of Chicago, there's always like a yeah body of water. I think there is one close by there too. Yeah, land of a thousand <laughs> lakes. That's where yeah. they get their butter. Okay. What is your body's largest organ? Skin. Yep, it's my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Define organ. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Do we really want to go there? <laughs> they say we only use ten percent of our brain. <laughs> but I say we only use ten percent of our heart. <laughs> <laughs> Which country invented tea? China. Dang this guy, huh? Told you them Chinese do all the things first. Before I even say anything, huh? <laughs> All right, here we go. How many times was Elizabeth Taylor married? Seven. Eight. Close. It was eight. 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 Yeah, eight. Was eight. Yep, it was eight because I remember her eighth one. Was you a young guy, wasn't it? So I don't know. What was his name? <laughs> Man, he was only like 40. Dog, he was only like 43, 44 at the time when and Queen she was like She was like 67, 70 years old. You remember when she got married? Wicked Coog. Wicked auntie know. right there. <clears throat> yeah, I know my aunt was like obsessed with her. I remember that. Oh, really? She'd always buy those Inquire, Esquire things, those yeah. magazines. Like, I was reading up on her. Inquiring minds want to know. How many bones do sharks have? Zero. Mm. Correct, Amundo. How long is the Olympic swimming pool in meters? 110. Uh, Damn it. 50. Isn't it 90? 50. Oh, 50? It's all it cast. I remember they have to go over and back to go to under. Yeah, okay. Yeah. In what language does konnichiwa mean hello? Japan. Welcome to Japanese. 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 <laughs> <laughs> wow. Konnichiwa. <laughs> no, that was funny. Um, when the Olympics were happening, uh, my daughter, she's younger, and then she's saying Japanese. I said, those Japanese. And I said, what do you mean? She's like, those people from Japan. I said, oh, is, they're Japanese. <laughs> and she said, oh, I thought it was like the Chinese. <laughs> Japanese. Japan. On the right track. But, yeah. but if there's only one, it's a Japanese. Yeah. Is it? 
one name? <laughs> <laughs> Japanese? That sounds like more than one, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a Japanese, and then if there's more than one, it's Japanese. Get it? <laughs> Next question. Just kidding. Who was the first woman to win a Nobel Prize? Uh, Elizabeth Helen Taylor. Keller. Not Elizabeth Taylor. I said Helen Keller. No. Oh. First woman to win a Nobel Prize. Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> Marie Curry. My next guest. Marie Ooh, was Stephen really Curry's good. Mom. Yeah, Steph's mom. His grandma. Yeah. Auntie. Mm. That's where we got the term. All right, we'll Chef do two more. Curry? And then, we'll, then we'll move Chef on. Chef Curry. So, how many <laughs> wisdom teeth does the average adult have? Four. 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 Four for four. Know how I know? <laughs> yeah, I took yours. Yeah, because they all got pulled at the same time. Oh, me too, man. Mm, I'm glad there wasn't like social media back then with all these people posting videos of their friends oh. after the wisdom teeth removal. They're talking all, all crazy. All tore up. <sighs> yeah. Whatever it is that they give you. Yeah. Who discovered penicillin? The doctors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I believe you had a doctorate. Um, the penicillin. Is it a person? Say, or? Was that Louis Pasteur? Nope. <clears throat> yes, it is a person, a single individual. Or was it uh, penicillin? Is it uh, not Benjamin Franklin? Uh, the other guy, uh, Thomas Edison. Uh, Damn. And was Benjamin Franklin? <clears throat> someone, Alexander Fleming. Fleming. Oh, I never got that. I thought he wrote uh, James Bond. What? I always get him and Alexander Graham Bale confused. I know. That that mm. happens a lot, though. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find one more that's very interesting. <clears throat> but Ale- Alexander Graham Bale, he invented Taco Bell. Yes. Oh, okay. Love them tacos. Now you know. Real, real Mexican food. Real Mexican food. In what country could you find the Leaning Tower of Pisa? In Pisa. Uh, uh, it's in <laughs> Italy. Yes. Italy. Dog, do you just scroll these uh, trivia pages? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He like, just stays up late at night just reading <laughs> random facts. Just random know, stuff. Uh, <laughs> but if you ask me something important, I'd say, I don't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But I'll tell you the no. But I'll tell you where the Leaning Tower of Pizza is. <laughs> I know that much. It's in Italy. <laughs> Where'd you think it was? Where'd you think it was? P Pizza Pizza. They all come from Italy. <laughs> I I just had a thought because I seen um, I was scrolling through Amazon last night and I saw um, Godfather. Yeah. And the purchases and rentals on Prime or whatever, and I'm yeah. like, it's free. Like, you watch watch and that's what I was saying, like, bro, like, oh, do yeah. you guys, what are some popular movies that everybody loves but you don't like? Mm. Avatar. Oh, yeah, this case Avatar. Um, the new Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? No, I've never seen it, so I don't okay. know if I'd like it or I, not. You wouldn't. I didn't like it. They're uh, not. These remakes aren't very... Good. They, mm. they, they're funny for it, but they don't make me want to go back like the originals. Oh, okay. Um, 
I don't know. Is the I don't know. Like, I guess it would be more helpful if you started popping off movies and then I'd say yay or nay. Oh, yeah. No, no. The only reason why that thought even came in my mind was because I was scrolling and then I saw Godfather, The Godfather, right? And then I'm like, oh, man, I wanted to watch it. But then it was like, no, you don't want to watch <laughs> no, it. No, you like, don't. It, it's boring. Like, yeah, yeah. You know it's what I mean? It's really slow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's some slow parts in there. But, like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to say I love it, but it's, mm. it's okay. I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah, because yeah, I... I just watched Godfather's one and two in the past month. Yeah, yeah. So I'll turn it on and I will watch maybe half hour of it, and then I go to bed. Or <clears throat> that's all it's been. Okay. Like before, when everybody goes to bed and I got some time by myself, I'll turn, I've been turning on the Godfather. I'm gonna check that out though. I do yeah. want to. Um, Godfather one's good. Two, I think two's better. I think two is better too because it jumps back and forth. So do like ten minutes of what's happening since yeah. Godfather one, then it goes back to the beginning, and then it does like ten fifteen minutes of that, and then it comes back and does ten ten fifteen minutes of what's happening now, and then it just does that throughout the whole movie. Okay, jumps back and forth. So I thought that was cool, okay. like an origin story. Yeah, a prequel and a sequel in one. Yeah, wow, that was cool. Yeah, that sounds cool. <clears throat> so you guys feeling warmed up there? Absolutely. Yeah, man, this has been weird weather, though, because it's been like hundreds. Yes. High 90s here, and then boom, today, like 70. I'm like, what? Right? Yeah, and <clears throat> I'm I'm like, I know how to make it rain, though. <laughs> I just got to wash my car. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't wash it till Monday. Yeah, I was because there's yeah. <laughs> well, that that the other day too, I washed it. It didn't like like rain, rain, but it had that dust storm. Yeah. That was worse than anything. When it dr- leaves all those brown stuff yeah. on the back of me, <laughs> <laughs> your shorts. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. And it's hard to get out. <laughs> you gotta soak them. <laughs> Gotta use right that. away. <laughs> you got to use the pre-soak foam. <laughs> the foam. But yeah, I don't like that when you wash your car and then the back's all like dusty with dried rain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that what we call it now, dried rain? Dried rain. <laughs> Those brown streaks. <laughs> it gets all streaky. Oh. <laughs> all right, I think we're warmed up. <laughs> I know what you're thinking of right now. Is that another one to one thing? <laughs> We're not talking about Caesar here. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Caesar. R.I.P. R.I.P. I might pick up a hot and ready on the way home. Stabbed. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. All, right, let's go. All right. So, DJ, if you're ready, why don't you hit me with that beat? Yo, let's get into our topic. Yo, let's get into our topic. All right, all right, all right, all right. We're here in episode 145, and we're going to cover the eighth tradition of Welbrighty, the eighth Welbrighty tradition. And it states each group will be, oh, sorry. Each group will work on self-sufficiency. Any extra money will be used as a giveaway. <clears throat> and with that, I wanted to go into like what is like 
self-sufficiency as it relates to um, <clears throat> recovery. And so the found this uh, article on Ho Tai Wei, Recovery for Women. And this article is on the HoTaiWei.com. You can find it there. And I'll just read this first couple paragraphs, and then we'll go from there. So whatever's hitting you guys, I'll open it up to you after I'm done reading here. Learning to be self-sufficient is an important aspect of recovery. We know that nobody is born self-sufficient. It is something that is developed over time as we get older, learn, and develop certain skills and become more independent. Self-sufficient is necessary for someone to get through life on their own. It involves even the most basic things like being able to cook for yourself, keep your house in order, and work to pay bills. Self-sufficiency and recovery is something that may take time to develop again. When someone struggles with substance misuse, they begin to lose their sense of self-sufficiency. They may begin to struggle to take care of themselves. Their substance misuse may cause them to struggle at work or even lose their job. This, in turn, can affect their ability to live independently if they are no longer bringing in an income. The good news is that you can regain self-sufficiency by seeking treatment for addiction and being <clears throat> beginning your recovery journey. Man, when I first read that, it just made me think of those times like, man, full-blown addiction and I wouldn't call in or go to work for like two, three days. And I was just like, ah, it's all right. They won't fire me. And I was right, but that's the wrong kind of thinking. I Wrong attitude. Wrong attitude. Uh, just because of the organization I was working for, after a certain period of time that you're there, it's really hard to get fired. Yeah. Um, aside from coming in and shooting up the place, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it's really hard to get fired. And so I was just like, man, I just played that game. I just used that in my favor. And, like, I knew I wasn't going to get fired. So I just, like, party all weekend and keep the party going till Wednesday, show up on Thursday and just be like, yeah. And, like. Because I was just like so far gone in that addiction. <clears throat> I know this might be beside the point, but were you being paid for the whole week, or no? <clears throat> uh, just depend. Like so, like Monday, if I didn't call in or anything by Tuesday and Wednesday, I called in. And like, if you called in a third day, uh, I wouldn't get paid for like Monday because I was a no show. Um, but then Tuesday, Wednesday, I would get paid because I called in sick. Mm. But then if you call in a third day sick at that organization, you had to provide documentation from a doctor saying that you're yeah. sick and that you went to uh, to excuse you for those days, basically. Yeah. Um, so then, like, that third day, then I go back to work. I mean, <clears throat> I guess I, I on some level it does have something to do with it because, like, I think, like, if it were me and I had, you know, I was in that position, like, at some point, I would think, okay, well, I'm not going to lose my job, but if I'm not getting money for it, I got to do something. But, but I guess, you know, you already knew how the system works, so you played it to your advantage. So, yeah, yeah I get it now. Yeah. But that, that whole thing, it, it reminds me of my mom one time. She said, you need to participate, and you need to learn how to participate in your own life. Mm. And that kind of says a lot about where I was at at the time. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> like, I didn't do anything. For me, you know what I mean? Like, 
Like if I if if I went to treatment, somebody else made that happen. Oh, and then I'd be go, oh, okay, yeah, I want to go, blah blah blah. Yeah, or you know things like that. Like so, I would not, you know, go get a job unless somebody it was already set up. Yeah, almost like, or you know, actually kind of do um, work or. Like even my like when I when I was deep into my addiction, I was really hard on my glasses. Mm-hmm. So like, man, they'd be glued and taped, and you know, <laughs> just barely hanging on my face. Yeah. And like my sister, I don't know how many times she would get money for whatever, and she'd say, "Come on, I'll take you to go get glasses," mm. and she'd get me a new pair. And my dad did the same thing. Yeah, they would get my glasses for me, mm. and that's not self sufficient. No, 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 no. And it's, so that's what that reminds me of. Like, I wouldn't do those kind of things. It wasn't important to me. No. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't really, you know, why when I could be drinking, I guess, is, 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 is the way to think of it. Or, you I don't know, need you, to see to get drunk. I don't need to. I'm just going to look. Everything's going to look blurry anyway. I see better when I'm drunk. <laughs> the antis are all blurry anyway. <laughs> You're finding blur the right way. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, that's that's what that that reminded me of was my mom, and she said you have to participate in your own life. Mm. Wow, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, and I still remember like those little things like that, those little nuggets or what I've, you know, they always pop up in my mind, and then I, like now that we're actually doing it, yeah, it's almost like second nature now at this point, yeah. But I do know that there there I had to. Not necessarily force myself or make myself, but like I had to learn how to, I guess, accept it. Yeah. Would be part of it. Like, okay, this is what I'm doing now. And this, this participation or what I'm doing to, you know, be self-sufficient, that's just part of it. So, I, you know, I, I don't want to say I have to do it. Like I get like, okay, so like Josiah always says, I get to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, then, and so that's how I kind of, like, I don't really want to make it sound like I have to force myself even though sometimes that's how it feels like oh man I could just hit that or I could you know call in sick and since I don't do that very often it would be easy oh yeah but then for me like in my mind I'm gonna think well that was easy so (laughs) let's do it again next week Mm -hmm. let's do it twice next week yes so I, I just I don't even try to do that because I like my fear is that man that's gonna be too easy and then I'm gonna Start. Yeah, you can't allow yourself to go start going down that trick. Yeah, that path. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Definitely. No, I think that um, <clears throat> I was definitely losing that. That's what it reminded me of, like when I was full blown addiction, that I was starting to lose that self sufficiency. I wasn't able to keep my house in order, barely making it to work every week. You know. Yeah, bro. Like. I don't know, like, when I think about it, and we were just at different places, but, man, in the midst of my addiction, I couldn't even make it to my PO appointments. I only had to meet them once a week or once a month. Mm. Yep. Like, I remember coming in, like, just high off my behind. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Randy, can you give me a UA today? And I said, I can't. He goes, well, you better come ready next time. You mm. know, like, there's just always been, like, I don't know. when I Like, I didn't have no means or I didn't think... But this is what I always fall back to. Like, the reason why I didn't even think about a future was because I didn't think I would live to see a future. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Didn't care about nothing. 
Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, I feel like JC sometimes because now I'm like, man, how come I can't just care once? Yeah. You know, why do I have to be the one that like cares about everything? Like, you know what I mean? Like in my own little, and I'm like, why can't I just not give a crap once? Mm. Why can't I just let this go? Or why can't I just let this responsibility just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like yesterday I freaking, I was grabbing something in the cupboard and I spilled in a bottle of anointing oil. Mm. And I carry a bottle of anointing oil with me wherever I go. <laughs> no, wait. no, I it was sitting on the corner. And I, you like that? I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. No, it was sitting on the corner of my counter. And I was trying to move it because I'm like, oh, somebody's going to spill it. Yeah. So I grabbed the lid and I noticed the lid was like loose. So I like grabbed it and tried to put it on, but I didn't put it on tight enough. Yeah. And when I went to put it up, like the cupboard or something like hit it and it fell out of my hand and it just like spilled all over the yeah. the thing. And I'm like, man, like, and I wasn't having a bad day or nothing. I, you know, I'm AD, like ADHD and my mind's all over. But long story short, I'm like, why do I have to be the one that mops that? Why do I have to clean that? Like, but yeah. then when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, nobody saw me do it, but I have to do it. Yeah. I need to know that it's taken care of. Mm. But I take that like along to the point, like now where I'm like, how come I can't just care? Like, or how come I can't just not care for once? You know mm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just like and a that example. That's a good example of integrity, though. Yeah, yeah, true that. So, and and I and I absolutely feel you on that. Like, man, why not just put it off for a day? But at the same time, I like I don't like that because I know like how I used to be. Like I didn't care, and it, and for me, like it, it wasn't the fact that I didn't see a future for myself. It's just that I was just so wrapped up in like what I, I want, what I want right now. Like yeah. I was just wanted what was in the immediate future, mm-hmm. and then when I got to the later future, then that would be my immediate future, and then I would be worried about that. Then you know, yeah, I don't know if that made any sense, but. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of how I operate today. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how it goes. But yeah, so like, but I mean, but I think like, okay, so if, if I got to clean this up, it's a because I'm the one that spilled it, and b nobody's gonna do it for me, and c I kind of don't like that little mess, you know? Like that's how yeah. I would think of it. Yeah. Yeah. But even though that, like, I, if I'm being honest, that thought probably, you know, somewhere along the line was like, well, why do I gotta clean it up? And just kind of do a little half-assed job. And, yeah. You know, but, I mean, I don't think that's the way we're wired now. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Whether because we, Whether we like it or not, like. No. What it led to was brooming an already broom floor mm. and mopping a floor that just had oil over it, right? Mm. Like, using this and then vacuuming everywhere else. Mm. Like, it just led me to, like, clean the whole you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. But but I think that's that's a good thing though because not only are you correcting it, but you're doing it the right way. Grudgingly, but that's but, what I'm saying is like it gets to the point where it's like okay, like yes, we do get to do it, but then we realize too, like if nobody's there to do it, then we're the ones that really have to pick up the pieces to our life. Yeah, true that, true that. Yeah, you know, and that's a good segue into what does it mean to be self sufficient? <clears throat> In general, self sufficiency involves being able to take care of your own basic needs. This means the ability to pay for food, clothing, shelter, and basic medical care. It, it can be said that self-sufficiency comes in different categories 
One example is financial self-sufficiency. To be financially self-sufficient means that you know when your next paycheck is coming and have a steady income. If you do have any debts, you are financially self-sufficient enough to be able to pay them off. To financially, to be financially sufficient is also to be financially secure. In other words, if something were to happen and you did lose your job, you would have savings that you could rely upon. You would also have some sort of skill, experience, or education that you can use to get yourself back on your feet. So you could also say that self-sufficiency can be connected to an ability to live alone. A self-sufficient person is able to take care of their own basic needs without having to rely upon someone else to help them. So in regards, after reading that, in regards to like a group, uh, this group, White Eagle Talking Circle group, um, <clears throat> any kind of talking circle recovery group to be self-sufficient, um, you got to have self-sufficient people. Absolutely. Is what's being highlighted for me right now. It's like, okay, so in order for the group to be self-sufficient, that's a good thing to shoot for, that's a good thing to aim for, but everybody in that group needs to be self-sufficient in order for the group to be to have that concept. Absolutely. And I was just like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So then, because I think, I think highly of the group right now that's in there in that White Eagle Talking Circle group, um, very self-sufficient. There's funds in there. When we want to have a function, there's money available, you know, things like that. And it's like, okay, but there has to be buy-in at the individual level. And... um I was like, okay, so everybody needs to model that. The leaders need to model that. Um, And I think that as a group, then if each individual is modeling that, then the group can just be like accepting of that or even just move towards that. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and then looking at this, looking at unspoken words, we're all self-sufficient. So in... Once we move this and we're expanding it, we're trying to build our brand, we're trying to do this, we're trying to do that. Like, where, where, where are you? That was kind of like the natural, that's like their natural direction. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think in order for a group to carry some type of self sufficiency, the leader has, like, right? Like, so, and I, you guys heard it to me, like, equate it to religion, right? Like, so, Psalm 133 says the anointing flows from the head on down. It was talking about the oil flowing from the top of Aaron's head down his, to his beard. But in order for a group to be self-sufficient, then we as leaders have to be self-sufficient ourselves, right? Because the group that we're leading inherits both good and bad of what we carry. Okay. That's the thing about it. leadership, right? Like, And I think one thing about like us at Unspoken Words, like being self-sufficient, because we've all set apart our Thursdays. We all know what this day is for. Like, we're consistent, we're reliable, we're dependable. Not thinking highly of ourselves, but like if we're, you know, like if we're not going to be there, um, we're making arrangements so that we can at least um, make an attempt to be there. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but those are little responsibilities I feel like that we learn as we continue to grow. Mm -hmm. Because... You know, when I think about the early part of, like, my journey, 
I wasn't self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. There was no reason I could even be a part of a group. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. because I didn't have that level of commitment. I didn't have that level of commitment anywhere. Mm. So in the terms of, like, if I wanted to be a part of the group, then I had to hold myself accountable and show up consistently. Mm. Mm-hmm. I have to be dependable. And it's like this with leadership, too. Like, we have a lot of people that desire to be leaders, which is awesome. But what I see in young leaders is always trying to cut corners to get to the top. Yeah. When really the way to leadership is through servanthood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's picking up the garbage? Yep. Who's cleaning out, you know, the restroom? Who's... Mm-hmm. Throwing away the trash. Yep. Who, you know, like once I see a person that's willing to do the things that nobody else is doing, I realize that that person is carrying leadership potential. Yep. And that makes me want to invest into them because I see them being Mm self-sufficient. It was like that with recording people. Mm. Love to record artists. Man, there are so many talented people out there. They book studio time, come in. Or they, you know, make it, make a, a an appointment and they wouldn't show up. Uh, so I'd have to chase down the artist to get into the studio and finish, and that's not being self sufficient. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what about you, favorite Indian, I say, <clears throat> ditto. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say <laughs> that, bro. I knew it, bro. <laughs> no, no, yeah, like um. Like when, when, okay. So I, I'm, I'm the same way. Like I didn't have, I did obviously didn't have that self sufficiency. But when you are in a group and you do have those leaders, then you kind of learn. That's you what learn I'm saying. By watching, right? You like, mm-hmm. okay. So this guy is showing up early. He's making coffee. He's make, you know, getting everything ready. You know, and then he's running a meeting, and then he's going to close up shop. So like seeing that, and okay, so that's what we're that's what we're doing. That's how that's how this goes. Yeah. So okay, then when it comes my turn, and somebody says, "Hey, you want to step up?" Okay, and I know what to do because I watch the leaders that came before me. Absolutely. And what they're doing is exactly like you said. They're serving, and that's all they're doing. They're leading by example, and so, I mean, and that's how I. I mean, that's how I got it. Like a lot of things by watching and listening. And then, you know, and saying, okay, well, then I, I could do that. You know, I could do that little thing. I can do that little thing. And then all mm-hmm. those, because I, one thing I did know, I mean, and I don't even know where I heard this, but somewhere along the line, somebody told me that it's the little things that are the biggest indicators. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, like, if you go to your house and it, it's just spotless, but there's a little spot of oil right there, that says something. Like, okay, everything else is kind of in order, but what's this little thing? Yuck, what's that? What's that little spot? Yuck. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. you can tell, like, and and this this was true when I was locked up, and this is true when I was in the pre-release, when I started noticing that the little things, like, like, like you go to the this place down the street over here, and there's piss all over the seat, mm. and that person is not going to make it. Oh, yeah. Because you can't wipe up your own urine off this, the toilet seat, mm-hmm. or you don't care, or you don't want to, or whatever the reason why it is that you left it there like that, mm. then there's there's something else going on. There's something bigger. Mm-hmm. Right? Because that's just, it's it's a small thing, and it's just, that's something we teach these little guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? 
Mm-hmm. And if there's adult men that aren't doing things like that, then that's how you can tell. Like there's there's something, there's a block in there somewhere. Definitely. So. And I think you bring up a good point, just kind of backtracking a little bit as far as coming into the meetings, being observant, be like, okay, that's how you do it. And then like, then, okay, the next step is for me to serve. Like what you're saying, observe and then serve. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. I like Ooh. that. Observe and then serve. So, if you're going to meetings and then, like, you're wanting to move up in leadership or whatever, or even just what's the next step? I'm coming to these meetings, but I want to do more. Serve. Yes. Look to serve because as a facilitator of meetings, man, it was always awesome. Like, if, I, like, <clears throat> if I'm running a talking circle, I'm getting there 15 minutes early at least. And it was always awesome if there's just, like, a couple people there already and then we go in. To the facility, and then they're set, they're turning on the lights, they're setting up the tables, or they're getting the chairs ready. They're making coffee. Yeah. Um, and then what I noticed a lot too is the people that just wanted to be served. They come in, they sit down, and they leave. And they do that every week, every week after week after week after week for months. And then you ask them to do something. It's like, hey man, would you help me out with this? And there's kind of like a they'd give a sigh or whatever. It's like, oh okay. Some kind of body language. Yeah, something. Head. Okay. Oh, all right. Like, so it's so hard for them to put down their phone and go do something. Yeah. And I think that's, that's uh, we need to build up that initiative. So, yeah. like, if you go into a place and, and you don't, well, I don't know what to do. Do something. Yeah. You know, anything. Ask. Yeah. No, like absolutely, to have, to, right? To have that initiative, that that self-starting initiative to, you know, okay, well, I want to serve. I don't know what to do. So either A, I'll just do anything. I'll start help setting up chairs or whatever. Or I'll ask somebody, hey, do you need help with something? Or is there something I can do? Or maybe next time I can, when I come back, I'll, I'll make the coffee, volunteer for the next time. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just have that initiative. For sure. Open the door. Shut the door. Yeah, greet Lock the it people. up. Yeah, greet you know? people. Yeah. yeah, greet people. Like, there's just, there's get just out so of many, yourself. Yeah, yeah, there's so many ways you can do it. And again, like I, <clears throat> I was just so, I'm not going to, it wasn't because I was shy. It was just because I was guarded, right? So I didn't really say, I wouldn't, I wasn't the type of person to walk up to Josiah if I didn't know him and say, hey, do you need help with anything? But, I would definitely observe and watch and say, okay, so that's, he's doing this and then they're doing that. And so next time I go, okay, I'm going to do this too. I'll do that. Yeah. I'm going to greet all the aunties. Auntie, welcome, <laughs> welcome, auntie, uncle, go on in. Welcome, auntie. Oh, uncle. <laughs> uncle, go ahead, go in. How come auntie, only the lady, welcome. how come the only the aunties have them? JC's passing those out. <laughs> <laughs> Come only the aunties get their coffee soup. Today. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm doing it, Dad. <laughs> How come he doesn't even put sugar in there? Just use his pointer finger. Yeah. Your pinky. Is that sweet pinky? enough? <laughs> Taste that. Is that sweet enough, baby? <laughs> oh, didn't wash your pinky all week too. Extra spicy. Extra flavoring? <laughs> Extra All <sweet>. right. <laughs> Moving right along. says, how can you rebuild self-sufficiency in recovery? 
In order to begin rebuilding self-sufficiency and recovery, you must first have a stable environment. This is what is provided by a treatment facility. It's a safe and controlled environment where there are no drugs or alcohol present to worry about. Thus, you are able to begin to heal from past trauma. Learn positive habits. Focus on taking care of your health and relearning how to become a self-sufficient human. But you don't have to go through this process alone. At your treatment facility, you will be guided by the staff who will help you to learn and prepare for a successful sober life outside of treatment. This involves developing important life skills that you can carry on. Carry on with you. And I would take that like a step further, like identifying like the self-help groups, whether it's AANA, SA, Wellbriety, um, Celebrate Recovery. There's a variety of different, especially if you're in a big urban area. There's a variety of different resources out there for you to utilize and get plugged in to continue what you learned in treatment. Because if you go to those rooms, they're going to be talking the same, using the same verbiage, talking the same lingo, the same language as a treatment facility. Yes. Um, They're going to be, you know, promoting that experience, strength, and hope. They're going to be promoting community, service work, accountability, transparency. Um, So so to get plugged in, um, to continue that path. Uh, Because, like, when I went to treatment, when I first went to treatment, like, I was thinking, okay, they're going to heal me. I'm going to get cured here. Yeah. You know, that was kind of what I was thinking. And, like, within the first week, the counselors, the workers there at that treatment facility, like, this is only an introduction to recovery. You got to do the work once you leave here. You got to take what you learn here and apply it. And at that time, it was my first stint, you know, at treatment. I was kind of like, uh, (laughs) what? (laughs) That you're going to heal me. (laughs) Like, I was just expecting, like, okay, there's a cure-all. I finally came. I'm going to. I know what's wrong with me, blah, blah, blah. Um, God's just going to take this whole desire to drink away from me, and I can just live my life now. Yeah. You know, but that's not the case. But then, what, any thoughts from you guys? <clears throat> I do like that uh, stable environment, though, because, you know, like. Oh, for sure. You've, I mean, I don't know why I thought this, but if you're trying to paint a picture, you're not going to do it on a carnival ride. True that. So True that. How much you want to bet? <laughs> but, um. So yeah, that that stable environment, and I know, <clears throat> like when I was going through the pre-release, um, I'll be the first one to tell you that a lot of things didn't make sense. Uh huh. As far as uh, requirements and rules and things like that, but at the same time, it was a stable environment, and then you know you you, you just gotta you just gotta do it. And it's funny what you, the, the skills and the things that you pick up along the way, even though, you know, like, you know, we've been, we keep using that word begrudgingly. Yeah. Yeah. You, even though yeah. you're doing it, th- but to put one foot in front of the other, even though you can, oh, man, I don't want to do all this, yeah. but you know, to, to do all those things in that stable environment so that when you are out, when I did get out, then it was like, oh, I could do this cause this is easy. Mm-hmm. This is like a lot easier than what I just came through. Yeah. yeah. So this right here will be easy, and just to maintain that stable environment, which 
you know, you got to give up the the old the old buddies, your old running friends, and, and those places that you know, old playmates and playgrounds, right? Yeah, yep. got to give all that up because you it, it'll just take away everything you just went through. And I'm not gonna sit here and say you know a lot of that stuff is easy because it's not, and you know, you really have to do some soul searching while you're there. Mm-hmm. But I think. In my my this last experience, the one when I finally oh ding I got it, like I I think I finally understood the fact that this, there's a reason for everything, whether mm-hmm. I like it or not, whether I agree with it or not. There's a reason for everything, and to find out what that purpose was, mm-hmm. and say okay, well, um, I always say that if you don't like something, you can change you can change that thing, or you can change the way you think about it. Yeah. Or you could just go along with it and still be miserable. Yeah. And so, like, I, I'm the, the only thing I could do most times was, okay, how do I change the way I think about this? Am I, what's my focus, right? What am I focused on? Am I focused on the fact that I don't agree with this particular set of rules or this particular requirement or, you know, like, like that? Or should I be focused on my growth? And how am I growing? What am I getting out of it? Where am I, what's the end game? Mm. Yeah. Right. So what what is this? Because to me, it was all a means to an end for everybody that was in there, and some of those ends weren't positive. Right. Yeah. Like so I know people that have no intention of you know changing. Like yeah. they're they're just waiting for that moment to yeah hit the hit the bricks, and then they can go right back to whatever they were doing. In which case, you're just gonna come right back. I mean, trust me, I've done it three times. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, how can I sit there and complain about something and then basically volunteer to do it again? Yeah. Right? And, I mean, that yeah. was that kind that of, be tough. That, that addictive thinking. <clears throat> like, I mean, I, and so the, eventually I finally caught on to the fact that, okay, that doesn't even make sense. That's completely irrational. So if I don't like this, I got to do everything I can to avoid it. Again, you know, going yeah. through this again. Avoid do everything to avoid coming back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the way to do that is to be self sufficient. Like you don't have to watch me all the time. I yeah. can I can you know, I got it. You don't have to you know you don't have to go buy me glasses. Yeah. You don't have to wipe up my floor when I spill something. You don't have to clean up after me after I take a piss. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I I could do all that. It's just a matter of like choosing to choosing to do it. Yeah. Right? I mean it's it's that simple. You do have a choice. You do have a choice. And you can, I think oh go ahead. As I say, I think that's the sucky part, but then once you we get over that part of like, okay, like I gotta be I gotta pull my bootstraps up. Mm-hmm. I got to put the you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. this is what I have to do if I want something to be different. But there's definitely that 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 sucky part about it because I think it's we're, we're not used to it. We're not. We're not used to being told what to do, bro. And like we're not. Yeah. Like, and, and and having those positive habits take care of ourselves, take care of our lives, our finances, mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. We're not used to that shit. I'm cool being careless. I'm, yeah. It's yeah. easier. To <laughs> you do know. That it's too. easier to go to jail. It's easier <laughs> to go sit down. Like yeah. it's easier. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like because it is like and. I don't know when you guys were talking, I'm just reminded of like, bro, like I went through the discipleship program like five, six times, bro, man. I even argued, tried to fight the pastor, bro. Like, <laughs> who does that? 
You do. <laughs> we do. But it's because I refuse to even be self-sufficient. Yep. All they wanted me to do was follow the rules, bro. Yeah. And nothing happened until I came to court recent, got four years back. Like, all this stuff, I'm so mad, and I couldn't do nothing. Yeah. I'm like, God, you got to show me a sign that I did the right thing. Mm. You got to show me that I did the right thing. And when I prayed and then I got back to that facility and all those men, like the very next day, next morning I walked in at like 7 a.m. All the men are at the table doing their Bible study. Mm. And they see me walk in the door, bro. And man, I kid you not, like all of them came running to me, hugging me. Mm. And I remember hearing them like, man, we didn't think you were come back. I didn't think you were coming back. Like all this and that. Yeah, yeah. But that was my sign that I was in the right place at the right time and mm. I was doing the right thing. You know, that was my sign. That was the way that I was spoken to. Yeah. And I don't know what it was, but just having that answered prayer, it clicked in my heart. Mm. And that was the last time I entered into that place. Yep. You know, I went from almost getting kicked out, freaking all this other stuff, to being and it was just that small decision. Yep. And there's nothing I can do. Mm. I'm not here to change the program. I'm not here to change the organization. What I'm here to change is my life. Mm. You know what I mean? And once I realized that, mm. it was easier. True that. And you mean all I had to do was get up at 4.50, get to the table before 5, and I won't be in trouble? <laughs> you yeah. mean all I had to do was fix my bed when I get out of bed in the morning and then I can leave? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all... You mean all I had to do was like throw these scrambled egg, throw these two eggs that are in a cup in the microwave, and I got scrambled eggs. Mm. Now I got breakfast. All I had to do was get hot water, pour the pour the coffee in there, put it in the microwave. Now I got coffee. Mm. You know, like yeah, I went yeah. from like not having any marketable skills. Mm. I worked as a dishwasher. Fast food, whatever I could, but it taught me to appreciate the things that I have now. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. now it's like, okay, things happen, and yes, we, we stress, and we, you know, we, we want to go back to being careless like we used to be, but man, there are people that are depending on you mm. to be self-sufficient. Yes, sir, man. That's, that's deep. You know, mm-hmm. I ain't even trying to preach. That one's for free. Man, that one just dropped. <laughs> that was a download from heaven. No, your uh, story about how you left and then you came back <laughs> reminded me of kind of a funny story when I went to treatment up at uh, Crystal Creek in Browning, Montana. And on the way up there, man, I drank a whole fifth of vodka, a couple of tall cans. Finished my fifth in the parking lot, and I went in. They started checking me in, and that guy was patting me down. He was like, "Whoa, when was the last time you drank?" So in the parking lot, he's like, "Oh, you can't be here." And then, um, so I had to call my sister and my brother-in-law. There, my cousin was up there in Browning. They went to her house. I had to call them, and they had to come back after me. And I was already sitting with like the people that were in treatment. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, I had to leave, and then I came back the next day sober. And uh, they're joking around. When I got there, they said, oh, we were joking after 
said, whoever dropped you off, they're probably like all happy saying, driving away. Oh, we finally got rid of him. Then <laughs> <laughs> they had to come back after him. <laughs> oh, man. <Yeah. laughs> Not even 20 minutes already got I'm kicked out. Sure. <laughs> that be so bad, bro. Uh, but all that, that was funny. But yeah, man, you're right, man. It's just like, <clears throat> like the magnitude of like just being self-sufficient. Because like, I mean, we got we got people that counting on that. Yeah. Little ones, you know, different ones. Or even just like being here, uh, part of this podcast. I got you two. Like counting on me to be self sufficient and arriving here every Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, that type of deal. And it's just like, oh man, that, that's huge. Yeah. Big. And it, it kinda it reminds me of uh of of course my a work example, because like when one person is gone, mm. like you notice, you know yeah. like when that person is gone. And then there'd be days like, man, like five people called in today and I'm like, Oh, here we go then. Yeah. And so like Especially if you're going to be part of a team. Yes. Right? Like, you, you know, to pull your own weight. Um, but I, it goes back to being self-sufficient. Right? If I'm doing everything I can for me that is right, then everybody else gets to benefit. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes back to that whole um, idea of like, well, okay, well, why are you going to treatment? Oh, I want to go for my kids or my mom, you know, and all this and that. And that's great. Mm-hmm. The fact that, for me, the fact of the matter remains is that you have to go for yourself. And once you take care of yourself, everybody else will benefit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I didn't, it's not that I didn't love my kids and my family and, you know, my community, my people. It's I didn't love myself. I didn't care yeah. about what mm-hmm. I did or, you know, that, that. So how can I give away something that I didn't even have? Yeah. Right, which is love, self-love, uh, a positive um, self-image, and mm-hmm. things like that. Like, how can I, how can I teach others to be that if I didn't even have anything to show for myself? Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, and and it's crazy too. Like, when I'm sitting here thinking about it. It's like I don't know when I became self-sufficient. Yeah, yeah. Like it just, it it just. One day. You're like, just like working on your recovery. Yeah. I'm just working, you know, and doing all those things that were suggested to me mm-hmm. and saying, okay, well, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do the other. And then after a while, it's things, a lot of things just became second nature. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think about, well, I mean, I hit the snooze button, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm guilty of that. But in the morning, like I know I'm going to get up. Yeah. I know I'm going to get ready. I know I'm going to go to work. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to call in sick, even though the thought has crossed my mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to do it. I mean, unless I was sick. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, if you, and that's that's another that's another benefit of doing, you know, being self-sufficient. So, like, if I really am sick and then I'm calling in, say, okay, this guy's showing up every day, so he's calling in today. Then he really must be sick. So then, yep. man, they were giving. I I got like sick leave. Yep. For that day, and and then rather than say, all oh, right, now I know how to game the system, blah blah blah. No, I'm going to keep that integrity and I'm going to keep that um, that positive self-image of myself and say, okay, well, as soon as I feel better, I'm going right back and I'm going to keep doing it again. And should something else arise, then I know that my my word is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if I say, hey, man, I'm not feeling it today. I don't think I can make it. Okay, 
You know, yeah. you, you don't have a history of calling in sick all the time or, you know, trying to play the game and, and doing all this and that. So go ahead and take some time off or, you know, get better and come back. True that. So there's benefits to it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, and to be trusted by other people, which yeah. is a really strange experience when at first. True. Yeah. It's like, what? You, oh, what? You're not going like, like, to give me third degree? Yeah, you're not going to give yeah. me. Well, the, the best example, remember I was telling you guys, like, nobody would ever let me drive their car. Yeah. Ever. I never had a car for, like, 20 years. <laughs> and you would never, if I said, hey, Randy, let me use your car real quick. No matter how close we were, no matter what, you know, you'd be like, nah, not, yeah, I'll, t- I'll give you a ride. Yeah. But I ain't going to let you take my car. And there's a fucking, there's a good reason for that. Yeah. Right? Like, and so then, like, one day my dad was like, oh, well, you can use my car until you find one. Mm. And I just kind of, that almost fell over that day. I was like, what? Yeah. He said, yeah, you can, you know, because you, you, you worked hard, you know, you're riding the bus and you got yourself a bike and you're doing all this and that. And he goes, yeah, he goes, use my car until you uh, until you find one. And then he just turned around and said, go ahead, and I'll, I'll sell it to you. And I got a really good price on it. Yeah. And which is, I mean, there's so many levels to that. Number one, he trusted me to use it. Number two is that he gave me, you know, like a great deal on a car that he loves. No. Yeah. I mean, he loved that little car. Yeah. He still does. And I'm going to get another one, same kind, just a newer model. Then I'm going to give that one back. Mm, right I'm on. not going to sell it back. I'm not going to say, hey, if you give me this, that, I'm just going to give it back. As soon as I get my, I get another one, I'm looking for one right now. Yeah. I'm going to give it back. So let's race. Let's race. Yeah. What the fiat? What but, the fiat? So I, and, and, and see, so there's those, <laughs> there's those positive benefits, but it doesn't happen overnight. Oh, no, 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 and, no. And, and, but I guess, like, to back to my original point, like, I don't know when it happened. Yes. I don't know when all that stuff kind of yeah. clicked in. But I do know that. Doing that day in and day out, especially when I didn't want to, like, oh, man, it'd be easy to not do this. But just kept doing it, kept doing it. And then it just becomes like just like that's second nature. Yeah, second nature is like, okay, mm-hmm. this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And I don't even think about it. Right on. That's Absolutely. good. <clears throat> I just wanted to touch on this. Yeah, thank you guys for sharing, man. You guys are bringing it as always. I just wanted to touch on the second part of the eighth variety tradition. It says each group will work on self-sufficiency. Any extra money will be used as a giveaway, <clears throat> meaning that there is money. We do have our wells filled up. We can love because we love ourselves, um, and we can help out others, and people can trust us because we've we've proven it. We're living. We're doing that living amends. Is kind of how I look at it. Like, <clears throat> okay, so you can't give away what you don't have. Yes. You know, so I'm able to give away whatever, you know, some, I can trust somebody else that's doing the work, that's walking the red road because others trusted in me. You know, I can love on individuals that are coming to the rooms. They're new. They're just now walking in. They're just fresh to recovery. I can love on them because others loved on me when I first came to the rooms. You know, other people trusted me. So in turn, I must turn and give that away. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and that's like a very cultural thing. Um, and it's more so prevalent like within our tribe, Crow tribe, Obzalogat tribe, man, there's giveaways all the time. And there's even giveaways at funerals now. Yep. You know? Yes. Which I don't 
don't know if that's what you do. That's what you do. I'm, I don't do that. So, <laughs> um, yeah. but giveaways, you know, that's that's um, like showing off, not showing off, but just a way to give thanks to those that helped you, those that maybe in your corner, um, your material wealth. You give some of that away. Yes, and like and on saying thank you too to about it. Yeah, for these people, you bless them with some of what you've been blessed with. Yes. Oh, oh. No, I think uh, man, there was a man. I think that's all good, man. Thank you guys for coming up with the. Um, there's a point here that I want to make, but man, this is a really, really good discussion. I know, I really like it. <laughs> no, it is, though, because no, it no, falls no. in line with everything. Like, bro, like, everything that I'm doing, like, even with the home with my daughter, right? Like, and then even the kids at the at the, at the the gym, it's like, man, your talent, like, gets you places. Mm-hmm. But it's your discipline that will keep you there. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, we, it, it's like starting a new job. Man, we, we, man, we go, we score 100 in the interview. Freaking awesome. And then we call it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, we come and we do hard work. We're freaking awesome, but we only make it to work three three days out of the five day working week. Mm-hmm. And that's where our problem lies, right? Like yeah. not having that discipline mm-hmm. and that determination mm-hmm. um, to do those things that we consider to be minute. Yeah. But those are the things that get us from one place to the next place. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it just reminded me of that saying. It says hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah and that was good. <clears throat> it was real good. And I think, um, I yeah, just, I just wanted to share this little snippet, like just going back to something you guys are both touching on as far as like that kind of irrational thinking in our addiction like I remember dudes would say like, okay, these are dudes that are in pre-release. There's two of them, two separate times, like months, maybe years apart. They're complaining about that pre-release being worse than being locked up. Yeah. But then they absconded, and within a week they were back locked up. <laughs> so I'm like, what? Like what? I was just like, oh, my God. Even now when I'm talking about it, I'm like, what? You know, like. Just yeah. that irrational, like, I hate it here because it's being worse than locked up, so I'm going to run away so I can go get locked up again. Yes. I'm just like, what is that? Yeah. It's just, uh, that's tough. I can probably kind of give you an idea. Mm-hmm. Is because being locked up is easy. Mm. It sucks, but it's easy. Mm. I mean, it is, do, though. What do you got to do? No, he's got three hats in the cut. I mean, the, and this, and then this is again, like you said, coming from the irrational part of it. But that's what that's what I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so being locked up or being in a pre-release is worse than being locked up because in a pre-release you got to work, mm. you got to put in the work, yeah. you got to do certain things to succeed. Yeah. Um, self-sufficiency. Yeah, self-sufficiency. But being locked up, you don't got to do nothing. 
Which is crazy, bro, because you think about it. And this is the point that I wanted to hit on was you had mentioned stability. And my workout in the streets, I found that we were more efficient when the client had stability. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which was why the part of the program was like, if we can eliminate that part of you looking for a place to stay. Yep. How much more would you be willing to succeed if you take that yeah. part away? That that's probably about 60, 70% of the stress in our lives. True. Like when I came home from treatment to the discipleship center, like I didn't really have a legitimate place to go. Mm-hmm. It was on the way home and I had nowhere else to go to. My brother was like, well, you can sleep in that room, but let me talk to these guys first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I had nowhere to go. Yep. But it was the stability. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that I stayed in the home and I knew that rent was due a month later. Mm-hmm. And I need to do whatever I could to get that money and pay. Yep. That was, you know, like when I talk about it, like I talk about like this is my life now. Like I'm barely eight, nine years old. Mm-hmm. And yeah. learning to be self-sufficient. Yep. yep. So mm-hmm. like, it, like now, like, Everything I'm doing now, I'm like, why couldn't I start at that age? Yeah. Why couldn't I start then? But I realized, like, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I didn't go through what I went through. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to encourage my daughter, hey, man, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, get up and do, do your chores. That's teaching her self-sufficiency. But my daughter has always been self-sufficient as a kid. It's just mm-hmm. me and her. Yeah. So she's learned like a little bit more advanced, but I think like that's when I look at it, bro, like I'm like, man, like I'm eight, nine years in. So sometimes I got to be nice to myself. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I look at it, I'm like, man, like I should have started earlier, but then I realize, like, man, no, I'm right where I need to be. Yeah, exactly where you need to be. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that future tripping, worrying, living in the past. Yeah. yeah. I do that. I do that, so I got to say that to myself, too. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Yep. Like, learning to be content, bro. Like, content is just learning the the meaning of that word, and I don't have the exact definition of it, but content to me means, like, being at peace, like, without chaos. Mm -hmm. Like, not being careless, which is, you know, like, not caring about anything, but saying... You know what, man? I'm going to be okay no matter what's going on. Yeah. If my life is in shambles right now, that's okay. I'm going to do the work necessary to get out of it. Or, you know, the the flip side of like, man, I'm okay. I have what I need. Like JC says, you know, like being able to go to the store and purchase anything that you want. Yeah. Maybe not anything, but, you know, yeah. some snacks, something to drink. Like those things that we take for granted because... I'm reminded of a conversation last week talking to this man and he was like, man, you know what I want to do? I just want to walk. He said, the hardest part of this program is wanting to walk down the street and go get a, go get a soda. Mm. I said, bro, man, that's awesome. I go, because one of these days you're going to, mm-hmm. but let me ask you, when was the last time you walked to the store to grab a soda when you <laughs> were, were up there? Yeah. <laughs> he sat there and then say, yeah. That's because that, I mean, that's, that's like super profound when you think about it, because 
man, like, I can't even, they won't even let me go to the store and get a soda. But when I was free, the last thing on my mind was going to the store and getting <laughs> a, a soda. soda. Maybe for a chaser. Maybe yeah. for, yeah. I mean, that's after the liquor store, though. And then, then so, so <laughs> then that, I mean, so that brings me to the next thing is why am I, why is that front and center on my mind? Why, why, why would I be thinking about that? Mm-hmm. And so to answer that question, it's like, okay, it's, it, it seems like a small thing. It seems like a simple thing, but to be able to do that mm-hmm. and have that freedom of choice, well, I'm going to go get a soda. Yeah. Come right back and then finish watching this movie mm-hmm. rather than. Oh man, they won't let me get a soda. But as soon as they let you go, I'm gonna get some beer. But I'm never going back. Yeah, right. Like mm-hmm. so, the, and because there's that choice in there, and to be able to say, okay, well, today I'm gonna make the right choices. I might not, ugh, might have to, you know, grit my teeth a little bit, but to make those choices, and then there's mm. gonna be a time where I'll be sitting there laying, watching a movie, and like, man, I can go to the store and get a soda. Yeah. Or even, like, you're at that facility that won't let you go get a soda. So then you become, like, more self-sufficient, plan ahead. It's like, all right, on my next outing, I'm going to put the gas station on my route. Yes. So on my way there or on my way back, I'm going to grab a few sodas. Yep. Exactly. Bring them back. So when I crave a soda, I got one. Yes. That's an even better way to think about it. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Like, to to have that foresight. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so how can I achieve my goals within the parameters of these restrictions and rules yes. that I have to follow yeah. and still, you know, be successful? Yeah. Because I think what I've seen, the, like, people that are coming to recovery, like, have a lot of success and, like, they move forward and then they get months and then years and then so on and so forth. Is that they've had structure, yep. Growing up, so that when they're reintroduced to this structure, they're like, "Oh, okay, it's familiar." Yes. And the ones that have a lot of problem, a lot of struggle with recovery, they've never had any structure. Yeah. Um, and that's what I found with like with with the individuals that are on the street. They've a lot of them never had any structure. Yeah. You know, like as far as like your daughter, your chores. Yeah. You know, the chores are they never like went through and played like basketball, you know, and like had to go through a whole season with five practices a week. Yeah. You know, they've never had that. Um, So, I mean, that's what I just my observation was that those individuals that knew structure, say they grew up on a farm or they grew up in a real strict household where they had a lot of chores. So then when they come back to recovery, they're like, oh, okay, I need the structure. This is familiar. Yeah. Um, And which is a lot of, um, like, those pre-releases. They give you tons of structure. Um, A lot of rules. And one of the guys uh, used to always say, he's like, you're tired of people. If you're tired of people getting mad at you, just follow the rules. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. That's that's exactly, yeah, don't give them a reason to give you any shit. Yeah. Really, I mean that's that's really what it comes down to, and like I think I've said this before, but you know, just to have that resistance all the time because, or you know, not to have that resistance because resistance causes friction and friction causes pain. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Yes. Which leads to the dark side. Bullshit. You're no Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Any uh, closing thoughts? Any closing words on... Eighth well variety tradition. I was good. I think we could have. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, we could have kept on going. I think because yeah. uh, it's it's important. It's oh, really yeah. important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe we do a part two. Yeah, part two or yeah, next pick it up. August. Next part August. two. <laughs> part two. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, and th- that yeah that that makes sense too. Because like too often like remind like I have to remind myself of certain things sometimes. You know. Mm-hmm. And I. One of the ways that I do that is by telling other people. True. Right? Like, if you really want to learn something, teach somebody else. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. And, like, even just voicing those, whatever you're feeling, emotions. Like, earlier, Reverend Harmon was like, how you doing? And I told her exactly how I was feeling. And even just sharing that, and we kind of had a little discussion about it. I felt way better afterward. Yeah, you yeah. Let, that, let, let that valve go a little bit, huh? Yeah. Because I was like, there's a reverend, you know, she's she's not just asking, like, when you see somebody in the street, like, hey, how's it going? You yeah. Know? Like, there's a reverend, like, she's asking me for real. I was like, how am I doing? So I'm going to be honest in this moment. There's an opportunity to be honest, and I did. I shared with her. And us three had a little, or no, Matt was there. And we just had a conversation about it for, like, two, three minutes. And then we moved on to the next thing. But I felt way better. Yeah. I feel way better now. Yes. No. and that's I think that's uh that uh, that would probably go po- uh, go along with the structure part right to find people that you can trust and rely on for that type of thing mm-hmm. because I mean sometimes like when people talk to me like I have to make that decision real or that judgment real quick like is this person seeking advice or are they just trying to let stuff go because sometimes that's all we need oh yeah, yeah. just to true that true that and sometimes, a lot of times, like, I don't, sometimes I don't know if they're seeking advice or they're just venting. So I'll ask them. Like, yeah. Hey, you venting or you want some advice? You, you, are you just, just bitching? <laughs> are you just bitching or do you, you want, want me to fix your problem for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's. Oh, that's good. It's good. Yes. Right on, right on. Well, thank you guys for bringing it. Um. Yeah, this is cool weather, man. It's getting me, it's getting me hyped for hoodie season. I got them all washed during my closet. I was looking at them today. I was like, "Ooh, can't wait to, wait to wear you, baby." <laughs> I I don't have any new ones though. Yeah, I know. I need to get some new ones. Me too. Get some new hoodies. Yeah. Yes, sir. About how many hoodies do you think you have all together right now? Yeah. Uh, I probably got about ten. Okay. Oh, but really? That's like. Oh yeah, that's that's down because I got rid of some, um, some I put in the archives. Just kidding. <laughs> I think I got like eight. Are oh, you do? Yeah. yeah, hoodies, hoodies. But what? And you know, like how they say, oh, you're getting older and you should be outgrowing those hoodies. But I don't think I ever will. I never. No. want I never want to. Mm. I don't think you can. I'm nah. good with a hoodie. I don't think I could. Well, I've heard a, uh, we'll say elder make a comment like that. You got to start dressing your age, and I'm like, well, technically, in my mind, I'm like twelve. So, yeah. <laughs> which is crazy because if we were the generation before us, we would all be wearing Wranglers and vests, cowboy shirts, cowboy yeah. shirts. Yeah. 
Like, so everybody's different, yeah. Yeah, right. like that would that's our you know what I mean? Like yeah, even own. like hundred degree weather and they're wearing their cowboy boots. Like, that's our that's our generation. On a reservation uniform. you turn twenty three, you get a pair of Wranglers and a freaking <laughs> western shirt. <laughs> Now it's up to you. Yeah, if you want to dress like that? <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not beyond that. I will. No, but, no. But I'm saying yeah. there's nothing wrong but with like, that. But, but like every day, kind of wear and yeah. yeah. But no. in our, I gotta switch it up anyway. And we're at that. See, that's where I'm at because I don't want to dress young, but I also don't want to be out of touch. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, like I was just telling somebody today, like we're in that. Like for me, I'm 40. Yeah. So I'm like in that age where I'm like. A little tech savvy, but then I'm also used to analog. Uh huh. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get down with digital, but I can also I love the physical. True, 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 true. Yep. Yeah, I don't think I ever stop wearing hoodies and cargo shorts. Yeah, I don't think so. They're probably gonna have to bury, bury me when yeah, when I'm like eighty. Yes, <laughs> in forty years. 40 years. 40 from now, years. Gonna bury you in a hoodie and cargo shorts and yeah. flip flops. Yeah. Playing Real Love by Mary J. Real Love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the real love. Real love. Right, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I was blasting today? Now I was blasting uh, Mariah Carey. Don't forget about us. Oh, okay. Wow, loud too. Oh, I thought, I thought you were gonna say that. Sweet, sweet fantasy, babe. Oh, oh yeah, I thought you were gonna say that too. I thought it was gonna be one sweet day. No, no, no. Uh, it was that? Don't forget about us and break, break down <laughs> with Bone Thugs and Harmony. Gotta love Mariah Carey, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. <clears throat> so, you guys got any got anything else before we close out here? Nah. All right, cool, man. It was a good one. Thank you guys for bringing in the Podgatti and your favorite Indian, bringing that fire, as always. And to all our listeners out there all over Flat Earth, we love you. We appreciate you. And to our unspoken words, disciples, keep spreading unspoken words. Gospel, Billy Graham style. Hey. All over Flat Earth. OPS. Man, we love listening from our unspoken words, disciples. So keep those emails coming. Keep those messages on Facebook coming, man. We we love it when we hear from you guys. So yes, yes. It's, it's it inspires us. It you know it really hits home. We yep. appreciate every one of you guys. Love you. Thank love you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. We believe in you. Yes. All right. Send it. Uh, Now sit back, relax, and listen to some real talk.